Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Whew, all right, let's get this thing started. You just took a breath right, like you a- just landed your arms like your <laughs> and your wings are tired. I kind of feel like I did. Well, I I got in really late last night and then woke up to thinking, oh, okay, it's Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day. So not as many people are going to work. I don't have at least Lies. one thing I don't have to worry about <laughs> is sitting in a bunch of traffic. Deceived yourself. And then I looked on uh, Google Maps and all of the lanes are shut down. All of them. Just all, all, of, all them. of them. All just of them going every which way. Stay home. Just, yeah. <laughs> At one point, I was like, I don't know what, I'll, like, because there's one way that I go, and then if that's all messed up, there's one other way that I go, and if that way is screwed up, there's really no way for is me to get to work. Is fires or because no, of construction? it's a crazy story. Uh-oh. So, all of the lanes on, and if you're in the LA area, it'd be the 101 freeway, um, but it just for anybody else, it's a large freeway that pretty much everybody takes to get to the to get into town. And all of the lanes were shut off starting at four in the morning. Oh my god. Because an Uber driver oh was dri- Here <laughs> no, we go. Don't blame him. Right. He's an innocent party in this, <laughs> okay. I'll explain. Okay. He was driving uh, two passengers at this was at like three thirty in the morning that this ride was happening. He was uh driving and his and he had one passenger in the passenger seat and then he had one pa- passenger behind that person in the back seat. Those two people started getting in an argument, a drunken argument no. that started getting physical in the car. They started punching each other. From this the front is, seat to the back seat? Yes. Oh, my God. Then the guy in the back seat, or I don't even know actually the gender of these people. I assume that they're two men, but yeah. I have no idea. The guy or the person in the back seat starts trying to strangle the person <gasps> in the passenger seat while the car is moving on the freeway. So then the pa- the Uber driver is going, okay, this is no longer safe. I need to pull over. So pulls over in the middle of the freeway. Then the guy in the back seat the guy who was trying to strangle the the other guy gets out of the car no, 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 runs no, no, over no, the no, center no. divide and gets <gasps> hit by like two cars oh my God. and a CHP officer what? yes is so, this true yes I was listening to all this this morning on the way in. I was like, what the hell? So everything was closed off. Both sides of the freeway. (laughs) That stuff, were they gay gay or were they cray cray? I was going to say, these are two straight, straight guy guys who are friend (laughs) friends no longer, longer. (laughs) Because one of them is dead, dead. Dead, dead. Oh my God, oh my God. Yeah, so they were doing a crime investigation on the highway all morning and they said it's not going to be open until 11 a.m. Pacific. What so, is it like to be the friend that was in the front seat who was arguing with the guy and he got out and ran into traffic and is dead? Yeah. Because you guys were arguing over the flavor of mystery Oreos or something. You know what I mean? Like, what were <laughs> no, they arguing man, about? No, man, it's effing churros! Exactly. It's, <laughs> no, I mean? it's not. It is... <laughs> it's s'mores! Like, no. It's a it's Teddy Grahams. And this poor Uber driver is probably going, uh, what oh could my I God, have done? The trauma. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he's been there all morning to give up an account of what was going on. So, oh my God. yeah, deadly crash that definitely needs- not getting a five star review from me as a driver. <laughs> To my to my riders, your 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 Uber ratings taking yeah. a hit for this I, one. I I uh, I think cleanliness was bad. 
I think the conversation was not friendly. I think, yeah, so that was quite an experience. Oh my Um, gosh. Well, I was more concerned that you weren't going to be able to get back from Minnesota because... Yeah, that was fine. Because they, I I mean, the weather was supposed to be stupid crazy. I was like, I should probably get a guest co-host on standby (laughs) just in case. Well, you told me when I was leaving, I was like, okay, I'm flying Spirit and I'm going to a place where there's like a literal blizzard in the forecast and you said, you're not going to be back on Monday. Recipe for disaster. (laughs) And when I arrived I looked I I got in late spent the night in the hotel and then I woke up in the morning and I opened the curtains and it was a literal blizzard like and and there are if everything was supposed to be walking distance like all the whole festival was like you're supposed to walk around Duluth and see what's going on and I was like okay the the, it was like 0.3 miles away and I was like we're driving the rental car I mean absolutely so everybody's all these people that are from LA and some from New York as well driving a quarter mile to yeah or walking and being like (sighs) what am I doing here kind of a thing but it was really really fun it was a fun uh, weekend well how was your flight though right I survived Spirit Airlines because you I have lived to tell the tale. Justin, just <laughs> that was well played, Justin. Well played. Um, you took a Spirit Airlines flight. Emmy took a Spirit Airlines flight, and apparently Jay flew Spirit Airlines up no. to, to Vegas and got on his flight. They were just talking about this in, in our crosstalk before our show. Um, that he got on, and Julie Bowen from Modern Family was on the flight. <laughs> And he was like, oh, so this flight's not going down because she can't die. They're in the final season. Okay. So that actually makes me feel bad because when I was on Spirit, I I was a little bit nervous and I felt a little bit of internal shame when they said, what airline are you at? Uh, You know, when they were taking me from the parking garage to the terminal. Oh, I was totally judging. Yeah, they're like, what airline? And I was like, Spirit. And they're like, what? And I'm like, Spirit. (laughs) And they're like, okay. uh, Oh, you're on Spirit? Spirit? Anyone else on Spirit? Is anyone else in the back of the plane on Spirit? Just the Lesbo right here? (laughs) Okay. Everyone else is on a real airline? I'll drop everybody else on United. So they dropped me off. Everyone else that's flying on on United Emirates, like (laughs) the most expensive airline. Singapore Air to San Francisco. (laughs) So, so, but then when I got on the plane, I actually felt like kind of a Rockefeller because I had paid a little bit extra to sit on the front, in the front of the plane, which were still tiny ass seats. A Rockefeller? I mean, maybe a clamshell. (laughs) I'm (laughs) <laughs> Maybe just baked Alaska. Knock off a feller. I mean, yeah, there you knock go. off a there feller. So I was sitting in like you know third or fourth row, and I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, okay, this is actually a good. The good part to flying Spirit is that I can actually feel kind of rich going on Spirit because I I'm a, you know paying a little extra money to sit on the front of the plane. On the way back, I was in an exit row. <laughs> oh, look at you. Yeah, so it was kind of nice, but I was sitting next to, on the way to Minnesota, a guy who was about 400 pounds in the middle seat. Oh, wow. And then I was in, sitting in front of two toddlers who were screaming uh, at each other pretty much the entire time. And I was unaware there were tray tables, but she found it and was jabbing it into my seat the entire time. So I think I really got what I paid for. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, and like I said, in, in Crosstalk was just saying that the seats are like folding chairs. They are insane. Because I, I, I was at the front and I was like, this is the extended seat like oh, this is yeah, the no. extended space. I always say that the seats feel like uh, you're sitting on like a high school bleacher and at a football game. Yeah, you know it did feel like that. Yeah. I felt like I was supposed to make out under it. Oh well, okay. There's a way to look at it. <laughs> but on the way back, I think I did find the new most annoying passenger. 
Oh. So I will tell you about that when we get back. And, and we do have to get into the Monday Munch Report because I ate a lot of cheese and drank a lot of beer. I mean, let's really get into that. Hurry up and go, Justin. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Jarrett. Ma'am. I'm going to say something to make you jealous. Uh-oh. This is Drop the Subject, by the way, with Allie and Jarrett. I just spent the weekend at a, fil- at a not a film festival, more of a TV festival. I went to two panels in one day. You jealous? Wow. Not really. <laughs> no. I had a panel yesterday. So. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I moderated a Democratic candidates debate uh, for Los Angeles County. And I was, uh, I was like, oh, Allie would be proud. Yeah. Well, I thought I I was in one panel and then I went to basically back to back panels because the next one that I wanted to go to was in the same theater. So I just it was just like a new group of people starting a brand new panel. And I was like, man, I wonder if Jared would be jealous that I'm doing back to back panels two in in one day. Panels are uh, it's interesting. I love moderating panels. I don't always love going to panels. It depends on what it is. Yeah, it really depends on who's the, it who has the to talent be, is and who the moderator yes. is. Yes, and I think that the there were se- the the ones that I went to had great people on yeah. it, so it was good. But when you're going to something that you know is a hundred percent relevant to what you need to learn or want to learn, yeah, then you're like, yes, I'm all in. But if it's something that's like half, yeah, what you want to be hearing, then you're like, damn it. And then when the Q and A happens and it's people that are only asking about things that are relevant to them personally, you're so, like, why? Just- I will tell you, like, they're like my confidence and my capabilities over the last year has has started to increase. But like when it comes to like panels and like moderating, uh, doing Q and A's and stuff like that, like I'm like, oh, I could do this. I do this really, really well, and I could do it in my sleep. Um, but like now, I'm so critical of other panels when I go, and like we, I, I've tried to get away from like doing live questions. I always like trying to do moderated questions that are like sent to me because people like to get up and be the fifth panelist. You know what I mean? Like they're oh. like they'll get up at something like what you're talking about and be there, and they'll be like, "Well, you know, I actually wrote a script and I did this thing and blah blah blah," and they'll talk and talk and talk, and then you'll be like. So did you have a question? Yes. And so like I will we always make sure to reiterate. Now that's myself and like Travel does a lot of panels as well. I was like make sure you have a question because we need questions for yeah. the panelists. We don't need another panel. No, I totally get that. Yeah. No, I, I actually was being a little judgy on the panelists too. The or the moderator yeah. because I was like, you know what? I think Jarrett would be able to do this better. <laughs> and it's he was like, true. I just think it's so interesting that this. And it's like, but that's not a question. That's, that's a question. actually your job is to ask them all <laughs> questions. Anyway, uh just to uh to pay off what I was talking about earlier with the most annoying airline passenger, I th- I think I found the official worst airline passenger. I'll tell this quickly because I know we have to get into the Monday Monday report but I was on the way back I had the best scenario I was uh, I, I you know paid extra for the exit row like I said I was sitting in the window and then there was a guy in the aisle middle seat was empty mm. Ooh, it was great nice. it was awesome so it was like a three three hour three and a half hour flight an hour or two in I'm like posted up I've got the uh, the um, armrest up I've got a blanket I've got the middle seat uh, the, the middle tray table down in the lap of luxury oh it was great <laughs> on spirit yeah it, it, yeah but it was it, I was feeling great and I had my uh, my phone all propped up I was watching my show and then we've got about 45 minutes left in the flight and this guy walks up and talks to the uh, the, the guy that was sitting kind of next to me in the aisle and I guess he had been told that he could move seats if he wanted to, but he decided not to until 45 minutes were left in the pl- in the flight. 
And then he moves and sits in the middle and seat? And then he moves and sits in our middle seat. Oh, what a jackass. Like, really aggressively, too. Like, he, he was, like, going in and, like, moved the tra- my tray table up, because it was mine at that point. So then I had to completely readjust everything. I was like, what the... So me and the guy are looking at each other like, what the hell? What? And then... So that was annoying. And then when we landed... I'm, I know, I'm, talk, I'm going over, I, but this is important. As soon as we <laughs> landed... Like time. He's like, you're already out of time. You haven't even started Monday much. Okay. So as soon as we land, you know how people... You, it was one of your biggest pet peeves is as soon as the fasten seatbelt sign goes off, Everyone you take your... Up. So he not only did that, he walked over the aisle seat guy to get into the aisle oh, so girl. that he could go and walk down and get his bag. Call I was like, this back. this guy is the worst. Yeah, it see. was a new level of the worst. And the guy that was sitting next to me in the aisle seat, he was a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. So he was just looking at me like, and he was channel Q. Oh, just to, yeah. yeah you know. So he was looking at me and he was like, oh my God, this guy. And I was like, I know it was the worst. You're like, T Rash, am I right? <laughs> T Rash, am I right? Anyway, I work for a gay radio so Let's <laughs> talk about this on the air. Um, anyway, so it was, uh, I, th- I think I officially found the most annoying because okay, so there were people who do horrible things, but that was, uh, was a new one. So you've been cheesing, you've been teasing a cheese plate. Uh, yes, or I have. You've been cheesing a cheese plate, one I, or the other. Well, yeah, as soon as I got in, I was like, oh, yeah, Minnesota is known for beer and cheese. I forgot this. Oh. And now I'm going to take the entire weekend to appreciate that. And I, I, anyone who invented, whoever invented beer cheese. Oh. I love you. Oh. To beer batter cheese. Oh, wait a minute. And then put it on anything fries, nachos, oh, like burgers. It's deep fried? It's be- yeah, like beer battered oh, yes, cheese. God. It was so good. There was a cream cheese hybrid thing that I ate on a burger. I want to quickly mention I that. I feel my eyes welling up. And then you got to have craft services, oh, which is always a new yeah. wonderful thing to. I mean, okay. if you get free food and craft services, and if it's good craft services, yes. there's still a lot to discuss. Okay, so we've got more of the Monday Munch report coming up. We're actually going to get it, and Justin will get to play the music. So, <laughs> uh, the Monday Munch report's coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Um, Allison. Yes. We're back on the radio. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's the, great. That's why the red light's on. Um, <laughs> Is that what that means? I think it's time that we jump into the Monday Munch Report. Let's do it. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Um, well, we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Monday Munch Report. Um, okay, so beer cheese. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you explained the outfit. Nice. Um, beer, beer cheese, cheese beer? Okay, have you ever had beer? I mean, judging from your reaction, I'm guessing you've never had beer battered well, cheese. I've had like beer battered like uh, onion rings and cheese sticks, I think. But like. There is a thing that's just called beer cheese where they make the cheese with a bunch of beer in it uh-huh. and it just i i can't i don't know the science behind it uh-huh. i don't know what kind of cows they're milking to make that drunk but, cows, obviously, dr- but. <laughs> they just get cows really drunk on micro brews and then they make cheese well i so i went to this brewery that was right underneath one of the um 
one of the sites for the festival and it, it was had one of the oldest beers in the city or whatever and it was the beer was delicious i kind of forgot that midwest does beer really really well and then when i was deciding what to eat there was a burger that had or no 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 i'm sorry it was a chicken sandwich barbecue chicken sandwich with artichoke jalapeno parmesan cream cheese all of that was in the cream cheese? All of that was in oh. the cream cheese. So it was a big blob of really good cream cheese mm. on top of the burger with jal- jalapenos, artichokes, uh, artichoke hearts, and Parmesan. I feel like you're coming on to me. It was. I, I got it, and it was like not a, it was a healthy, healthy glob of cheese. Mm. And I was like, this, this is why I came here. Now you're talking Jerry. It was good it was good stuff but i also ran into a situation where we you know we were at a couple of parties where there's free buffets and things like that and there was a free whiskey tasting at one of the parties which you know you always have to kind of navigate how drunk you're you should be getting or whatever but uh there was a nacho buffet with said beer cheese talk dirty yes and i was like oh my god like but at the beginning of the buffet there's you get the chips right you start with chips and you don't know what's coming down the pike so you don't really know how many chips to get so i got like you know a little serving of chips Mm -hmm. and then when i reached the next station where the beer cheese was i went back and doubled my amount of chips because you love yourself because i was like wait what am i doing yeah yeah so that was fantastic. And then at the very end of the buffet, after I'd filled my plate, there was prime rib. So I was like, now I really don't know yeah. what to do. So for me this weekend, uh, Spirit, who's a love, sex, and relationship therapist, we had her on the show when we were talking about sapiosexual for coming to terms. Uh, she has a new show that she's filming for OWN, and uh, I was on set over the weekend. And they have, like, really good craft service. And so last night, I went back to set, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to dip in for a little while. And they're like, oh, craft service just put out food. I was like, <gasps> I'll stay. Bye. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, I'll hang out. Um, and so we went upstairs, and, like, first of all, I had never heard of, like, a red sauce called Sunday Gravy, but it was, like, a tomato sauce that had, like, sausages and oh, ground, like, God. something in it. With and then they had like chicken parmesan, which was like these little grilled, ch- yes. uh, I mean, fried chicken patties yep. with marinara and cheese. Then they have like polenta yes. for you to put the sauce onto. I love polenta oh, with that marinara. So good. That's then, good stuff. Wait, had, what do you put the gr- that gravy on? Just everything? They had like pasta, like they had like shells, so you could get the shells and then put the pasta on top of it. Um, and you know, then you put that I mean, gravy. The sauce on the top so- of it. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah, sauce sorry. on top of it. Okay. Um, so you just put it on everything that you're eating. I literally put it on everything that I was eating. Oh I put God. it on top of the polenta. I put it on top of the <laughs> um, the chicken parmesan, and then on top of the pasta. <laughs> I was like, and then in my water. Well, it wasn't right. Exactly. I wasn't even intending to do that, but I got the chicken and I put the sauce, and then I got the polenta. I was like, oh, I'll put the sauce, and then I saw the pasta. Yeah. And I was like. I might as well go for a whole a full round. I mean, that makes sense. Same with me with the beer cheese. Absolutely. I'm like, this belongs on everything I'm eating. Everything. Uh, the whole plate's just red. <laughs> and then they had like the salmon. Like, I'm really into like this garlic honey salmon. I don't know if you've had this before, but like using garlic and honey together. And it was just like, oh, it was so delicious. I was like, I just want to live in this plate. Yeah, I, <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, <laughs> like, I the craft services that I provided people when I was uh, filming the pilot ooh, that I did, it was fine. I mean, you know, it was, it was good amount of food no one left hungry but then you hear about set experiences oh like that God. where there's just gourmet and you are like i mean what that's 
that's when you know good content is being made. Absolutely. Well, like if I mean, most people are never on sets, right? But like, if ever there is an opportunity for you to go on a set, you stay for that damn lunch. You find the Dinner. craft service. <laughs> let me tell you, because like like TV show craft service and films craft service mm. usually very good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Stuff that you won't experience anywhere else, like Absol- sausage gravy. Like I mean, um, I'm making it this weekend. I have to. Okay, I want to be there for I, I, that. I, I will make sure to have some for everyone. I'll try and make beer cheese. It'll go horribly wrong, oh but God. I'm gonna try. Should we cook for the next Monday? Monday yes, Monday? we can I make the things happening. that we're talking about now. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Looks like we got some tweets coming in. Some social meds. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Chris Contreras is very active on our social media. If you're not following us already at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram, there's lots there for you. We also still have voting open for the gayest news headline of the week. We've got that on our Instagram story, so vote now before it's too late. You can't be upset about the winner if you don't vote. Listen, you have to be a part of the democratic process. You do. Uh, Chris Contreras on Twitter has commented about our Monday Munch report, which will continue a little later in the show. We're going to talk about uh, Columbus Day versus indigenous people right now. But uh, he says beer, cheese, batter. You cannot go wrong with any combo of those. I 100 percent agree with you, Chris. He also wished wished us a nice happy anniversary on our page. He said, congratulations. This was over the weekend. Congratulations on one year. You guys are doing great things. When the show launched a year ago with Kevin Klein and Allie Johnson, it was much different than it is now. I'm sure there's a lot of hoops to jump through while starting a new show on a new station, but the show has slowly evolved and turned into something great. With the departure of Kevin and Jarrett Hill taking his place, I was a little skeptical at first, but Uh Jarrett has definitely convinced me (laughs) that he has what it takes to hang with Allie. Jarrett brings a much different viewpoint to the show with an additional politics, his sense of humor, and quick wit. Uh The show uh-oh <laughs> the show has continued to evolve into a more mature show while still maintaining the lighthearted nature that we all need in this crazy world so thank you very much for the review chris please leave it on itunes yeah exactly he says i look forward to continuing to listen to you guys in the second year and beyond very so, very nice yeah. thank you for the support chris we always appreciate it um okay so today is uh to some people columbus day and to today's others today's tbd day to tbd like, we are still unsure of what to call it. Well, I've Indigenous Peoples Day is like a thing that's been growing a lot because there are a lot of people who feel like the idea of Columbus getting a holiday for discovering something with the people on it uh, just never made sense. <laughs> and so uh, a lot of people have been calling it Indigenous Peoples Day for a long time. But what was interesting this morning was to see how many different states um, and cities have really been ditching Columbus Day using the CNN headlines as these states and cities are ditching Columbus Day to observe Indigenous Peoples Day instead. And I didn't realize how many there were. Yeah. I thought that it was something that people just kind of said. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't realize, realize that states yeah. were actually changing it. Yeah, yeah. So um, according to the article, it says, Michigan, Wisconsin, and the District of Columbia are among the most recent states and areas to change to the October holiday, um, Indigenous Peoples Day, to recognize the native populations that were displaced and just decimated after Christopher Columbus and other European explorers reached the continent. Um, it says, technically, Columbus Day is a federal holiday, which means it is recognized by the U.S. government and thus brings the closure of non-essential government offices and usually places like post offices and banks. So there are a lot of people who are off today that were not on the freeway, but still there was a lot of traffic Yes, for you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I guess that that's helpful because I always get confused as to 
who gets Columbus Day off. Yeah. They're like, the banks might be closed, but the hospitals are open, but then Target's open, but then Walmart's closed. You're like, I'm not really sure what's going on. Is there a sale? Am I off work? It's always a, a, a moment. Yeah, it says uh, state and local governments can choose to not observe a federal holiday, and as is the case with a great number of places, change the name and intent of the October holiday altogether. So the list of states uh, and other local governments um, that are have made this choice, um, like I said, it's pretty long. Vermont, Maine, New Mexico, Alaska, South Dakota, Oregon, Hawaii. Like, this list just goes on and on and on. And apparently this year, like, uh, across this year, it's been Vermont, Maine, New Mexico, uh, Louisiana, Michigan, Wisconsin, like tons of governors have been have been making this change. And I think it's really awesome. And like North Carolina, Iowa, th- these are swing states. Yeah, so I it's mean, interesting that they, you would think that they would only be blue states. Absolutely. When so, I, saw, I saw Louisiana, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, then that, below this, there's South a whole Dakota. list of cities. So, yeah. so Santa Cruz and Long Beach and Burbank and Berkeley, which Berkeley, of course, was I mean, a given. Of course, right? They did that 20 years ago. But, <laughs> but could you imagine in Burbank everyone submit doing Indigenous People Day and then you head on over to Pasadena and it's Columbus Day yeah I well, just now it's confusing it's interesting South Fulton Georgia which is a, actually a new city that's only become a city in Georgia in the last year um, is like South Atlanta which is overwhelmingly black they've adopted it Moscow Idaho who knew there was a Moscow Idaho oh wow I didn't know that was a so thing you could say I went to Moscow exactly interesting okay uh, um, I mean, Kansas, Massachusetts, like the, the list goes on and on. So it's pretty cool to see uh, how many people are adopting it. Yeah. And I the only thing, my only critique is that Indigenous People Day is so many syllables. It's okay. really, it's really, can we just do an IP day or something a little like it's. I mean, I'm sure on social media it's it's like, you know, IPD or something like that. IPD. You know? Okay. Yeah. I can get down with IPD. It's just Columbus Day was much shorter. But you're shorter. not down with OPP. No, no, no. Definitely not. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Alrighty, so it is time for the democratic process to be in full effect here on Drop the Subject. Exactly. In a little segment we call News It or Lose It. We Allie, honor the system here. We do. We do. Democracy is not yet dead. Um, Ali, you've got five headlines. I've got five votes. And the people might get five stories. That's true. They might. Here's your first headline, Jarrett. The new relationship term everyone's talking about, fizzing. <laughs> I, how much time do we have? Yes. <laughs> okay. Headline number two. Woman fired over video of Panera frozen mac and cheese. Oh. Food scandal. Yeah. Headline number three, slow walking. This t- this is obvious news. Slow walking is a sign of aging. I think all the information's right there in the headline. <laughs> Lose it. Okay. <laughs> Tourist fine for wearing literally non-existent bikini. <laughs> this sounds like one you'd want to see. Either way, I've seen it. All right. <laughs> Either way, I've seen it. it. <laughs> and then finally, Twitter thinks that Harry Styles came out as bisexual. Uh, I feel like we have to do that, right? I mean... I think it's in the bylaws of the organization. It's an impromptu closet watch. There we go. Okay, great. So here's what we're newsing. Stick around for these stories. The new relationship term, fizzing. Woman fired over a video of Panera frozen mac and cheese. Scandalous. A tourist being fined for wearing a non-existent bikini. And did Harry Styles just come out as bisexual? Oh my lord! We'll find (laughs) out next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. 
Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ladies and gentlemen, as we said moments ago, it's time for the democratic process to take hold of Drop the Subject. It's this now is what time. you decided. It is. It's now time for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right, Jared, I figured we would start with fizzing, work our way over to Panera Mac and Cheese, and we'll see where we end up. <laughs> I mean, we could go a million If you, had a, if you had a nickel, right? Exactly. Okay, so we've heard of ghosting, we've heard of bread crumbing, crumbing, we've heard of paper clipping, we've heard of many, many dating terms, and now a new one that has people talking is fizzing. What do you think Fizzing is, I'll read you the headline to give you a hint. It says, Fizzing is the non-breakup breakup that is confusing millennials. Mm. Oh, I feel like I just went through this. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I did earlier this year. It was like, a. it's been a long, drawn-out breakup. Um, I would say it has something to do with just like letting something fizzle out. Sort of, well, yeah. you can't use a word in the definition of a word, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's that's still inaccurate because this is fizzing, not fizzling, but oh. it has the same sort of okay. connotation. So basically, Are you giving me a dictionary.com word of the day. The word of the day is fizzing, <laughs> which is made up by a millennial. Okay. So here's what happens: you meet somebody, you maybe you meet online, maybe in person. If you're getting real crazy, and then you start dating, <laughs> I'm and really into them. yeah, and uh, you know if they're not a serial killer and everything, you start you know dating seriously, and then. You know, maybe a few months go by and eventually you just kind of don't reach out and neither does the other person. And you just go, well, should I text them? No, I think I'm good. Mm. And then the other person's going, should I text them? No. And then it just kind of, (laughs) that's the way it ends is that you just stop reaching out on both sides. So it's like mutual ghosting. So to be clear, not what happened in my relationship earlier this year. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay, yeah, it's just kind of like allowing something to peter out, basically. Yeah, my friend dated somebody very, very briefly, which they met online and then only communicated through WhatsApp, which mm. I thought was a red flag. I was like, yeah, I think you might be getting catfished. But then they met in person, mm-hmm. and she was normal and everything, and they went on a couple of dates, and they were so excited to meet each other. Like, they were really hitting it off on, on you know, when they were talking online. Yeah. And then they met, and I was like, how did the date go? How was everything? And she was like, it was great. And I was like, so? And she was like, yeah, we just both kind of didn't reach out yep. for another date. Yeah. And I was like, I guess that's okay. I had that happen. I met a guy, and this was recently, and it was great. I was like, he's so handsome. We had such a great time. Really good conversation. There were a couple of yellow flags in his conversation where I was like, mm. but um, I would have gone out with him again. But like, I I'm kind of in this space right now where I'm like, I'm not like running after anybody, and so like, if you're interested and I'm interested, like I'll go out again. But sure. like, he was like, oh, we should get together on the weekend, and I was like, yeah, sure, okay. And then and like I didn't hear from him and <laughs> I didn't I didn't reach out to him either and like I was just like oh well there's that yeah, yeah. so then I guess that's fizzing exactly it's just that yeah. you're like unless somebody one person is really gung ho yeah. you're just kind of like meh so it's mehing yeah it, it's it, uh, it's uh, just like mm. Mm. 
Okay, so this woman who worked at Panera Bread was fired over a video that she put online. It's gotten over one million likes. and uh, One it, million yeah, likes? Yeah, yeah. Holy God. So here's what happened. I haven't visited a Panera location recently. I They say it's food the way it's supposed to be. Well, somebody, one of the critics said that it was glorified hospital food. Ooh. So I, I don't think it's had great reviews as of late. But I mean, I'm not like a huge fan. I don't know. I feel like I had it when it first came out, and I was like, "Whoa, cool!" And then it—I I never really—I fizz, I fizzled I, or fizzed uh, with Panera. I mean, if the sales department came in and said they were like they were running an ad. <laughs> I feel like, oh my god, Panera. So, no, I mean, I actually do like some things there, but anyhow. Anyway, ahead. yeah. So this uh, this employee, she took a video of her behind the counter prepping someone's mac and cheese, and she opened a freezer container with a plastic bag full of ma- frozen mac and cheese. So it was like a flattened. <laughs> A yeah. frozen bag of mac and cheese. Then she placed it in a pot of boiling water, and then she opened the plastic bag and put it on a plate and gave it to somebody. And she was like, this is what happens. And Ugh. they fired her over it, which I thought that she was going to say something negative, but she was literally just filming the process yeah. of the actual mac and cheese. And right. she got fired over it, which I think is BS, because all you're doing is filming what happened. You're not even trash talking. You're just taking a video. That's interesting. Yeah, because I, I I remember hearing about one of the fast food places, how their meat comes, and it's like gelatinous in this thing, mm-hmm. and then it's like served as roast beef. And it's like, yeah, you guys don't want to see that. And it's like, seeing how the sausage is made, it's kind of gross sometimes. Yeah, but it's me. I kind of saw it, and I was like, oh, yeah, Panera, maybe I'll stop by. Well, I don't Microwavable know. Microwavable mac and cheese? I'm down I don't know if people would be upset about that, but like, if they were upset about it, I'm like, well, what did you think they were doing back there because <laughs> it wasn't like grating fresh cheese exactly, over some like, al- perfectly al dente noodles they have to serve like six million servings of this a week yeah like, they're not going to be like grating cheese and, and cracking eggs yeah like, come on yeah so we've got more um we've got the is harry styles bisexual we have a tourist who was fined for wearing a non-existent bikini all of that is coming up in part two non-existent of bikini yeah of news that are loose that we'll be right back Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Um. Okay. So uh, there's a situation that is developing mm. where a young man mm. that we all know relatively well may have been coming out ish, sort of. Yeah, I think this is sort of an impromptu closet watch. Okay. So closet watch. It's actually mine. I'm not even joking. It's so like scary back of the closet kind of voice. Yeah, well, I went closet watch and then I lowered the sound by like a thousand pitches. It always like gives me a little bit of a chill. (laughs) Well, it is Halloween, so boo. Uh, Boo. So (laughs) you did it so good. Boo. So uh, Harry Styles. I will even admit this guy is very attractive. Okay. (laughs) He's a very attractive man. He's definitely not ugly. No. And he has not come out with new music for a while, nor has he come out officially as bisexual. But here is where we're at. This is what people are thinking. His new single, Lights Up, just came out on uh, Friday, which was National Coming Out Day, as we all know. And in it, there is a some video of him. He's like dancing at a party and he's like, he looks really out of it and really messed up but then all of these people are like all over him because he's Harry Styles in this club and 
in the video, he says, he sings lyrics like, I'm never going back, and do you know who you are? And he released it on National Coming Out Day, and in the video, there's like guys all over him and girls all over him, and he seems to be into all of it. Mm. So maybe... So <laughs> Are you typing? I, I love when I tell you these things, you go, hmm, and then I just hear... Type, 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 type. Just go into my hotkeys. I'm doing research. I'm a journalist, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm looking at it now, and it, like, there's one part where this guy who is shirtless is like going up to him and kind of like rubbing on his chest, and I'm Harry listening. Styles like kind of looks at him like, hello. And uh, I, I'm sure that my narration of this is just as sexy as the actual music video nope. itself. <laughs> But so the video starts off with him shirtless, tattooed, and like very greasy. And there's like women all <laughs> over him. He's like very oily. Um, he's standing there like directly in front of the camera. And then like he starts getting like pulled back into people, which all look like women. To be clear, he's also wearing a sequined blazer on a That's beach. That's what I was going to point out because he's wearing a very, very shimmery blazer. Which almost looks like it could be a women's piece of clothing. Yeah. Um, and there are That would be like, too feminine for me. Absolutely. Um, but there is also Justin, you in this music. Okay, go to the forty-one second mark or uh, the fo- the thirty-nine second. Mark. I just passed that. Okay, and you see there are guys. Behind I want to see this guy that's all over him, and then him looking at the guy, oh, being like, "Okay, guy. yeah." Shut up for diversity and inclusion. <laughs> um, I uh, he is wearing some interesting clothing here. So he, uh, if if Harry Styles is going to come out as bisexual. He needs to follow this up a little bit because there's a lot of speculation, which maybe he's just going to get people talking and they're like, you know what? You know, it's in right now is bisexuality, Harry. So just put something out that makes everyone think that you're a little bit bisexual and then it's going to be a hit. Oh, well, Not that he's it would British. Is that why we're doing this? Yes. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm being his agent. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> um, <laughs> who is this person? Who is this person? Um, yeah. Not ugly, Harry Styles. Um, isn't he also going to be playing Prince Eric in the in the? See, I'm getting confused Little Mermaid now. Movie about the movie versus the live. I'm, I I want to say that he was being cast. Um, I knew it was he was mentioned, but I didn't know if he was. I'm doing a quick goog. Okay, um, I would definitely be more into watching the Little Mermaid remake if if Prince Eric was bisexual. I mean, listen, and he wants to be in a throuple. Ugh, a throuple with someone with a fin. Well, that that really opens up opportunity for Ursula, (laughs) right? Because Ursula and Ariel. She's like, I am not a poor, unfortunate soul. Um, Okay, so I will say this video does look a little... It looks uh, a little gay, doesn't it? It looks a little gay. looks a little gay. Um, I don't know... Oh, it says here that he turned down the Prince role, Prince Eric role. Um, so he's not going to be playing Prince Eric. Just But so can... would he turn down Prince Eric? Listen, didn't say that. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right. We have to. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Harry, for coming out. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on that. I know it's a very big Channel Q breaking news story if Harry Styles is, in fact, bisexual. But we must move on to this woman in a bikini. But before we do that, though, um, the chorus of the song does say, All the lights couldn't put out the dark running through my heart. Lights up and they don't. And they know who you are. Know who you are. Do you know who you are? I think he's he's you, telling us something. You think? <laughs> I think he's he was like Channel Q's birthday. I'm we have in. to do like gay version of Da Vinci Code. <laughs>
<laughs> gay defense code. I don't even know what that would be. Uh, so uh, to close out news or lose it, a Taiwanese woman was slapped with a fine, very graphic, over oh. a teeny tiny bikini, which didn't. I mean, you know that itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow pocket. There was no room for any kind of fabric on this. If you picture a string that is shaped like a T. That is what she was wearing on the bottom oh. of her bikini. Yeah, and there is a, a non-edited version of this, and you can see <laughs> it's just a line that goes down the crotch area. Just a line. I think for the tan line alone, this would be a ridiculous outfit choice. This is one of those things that you wear, and I'm like, why even wear anything? Right. Like, I'm like, I'm all about nudity, string. like pro-nudity yeah. or something, but if you're actually trying to wear a bikini bottom, this just looks uncomfortable. This is like when those guys are in the gym or out in the world and like they're like super ripped and they have on a tank top that's really just like a string of a t-shirt, but <laughs> yeah. like you can see their entire body and you're like, just don't why, wear a shirt. Why even wear that? Like, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Did you just want, like, a pop of color? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. I just love to picture this woman, like, asking her girlfriends before she leaves, like, okay, it's my new bikini. What do you think? And everyone's like, <gasps> Are you going to put it on? So cute. Um, No, you. that looks actually really great. You should go out like this. Oh, my God. Your body's doing? amazing. <laughs> yeah. You look so good, Tim. I got fined for wearing a bikini that was too small. I love it, Court. It's so good. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Yet another day, yet another day where Donald Trump is still the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And uh, things are getting interesting in Congress this week. It's time for Trump Around. You got to, yeah, you got to shoulder shimmy. Um, I actually just do like a head going. A head back and forth. Yeah, but left, like very left, aggressively. To the left, to the... Um, <laughs> very aggressively. <laughs> um, well, this week Congress is returning um, back to session, so they've been gone for a little while. Um, Are they on vacay? No, um, uh, Congress always takes breaks for all of the representatives to go back to their districts and do work in the, where they're from for the people they represent and do town halls and all that kind of stuff to handle business where they're where they're representing. So. Uh, they were out of session and they returned to Capitol Hill this week. Um, and the House Democrats are going to be, you know, ramping up this impeachment inquiry. And it'll be interesting to see because every single day this week, there is some kind of a deadline or some kind of a testimony that's expected. It is so hard to keep up. It really is. And like you're somebody who knows and you, like this is very much in your world. And I know it's a little bit newer to me, but it you have to admit, regardless, it's hard to keep oh, up. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, now, like doing a daily show, I feel like I get to see much less news because I'm on so much more right um and like we're on the air 18 hours out of the day yeah and right? then there's a crawl right behind week. us exactly. and a chiron going like this person's gone now this person's being in bed it's how like how can you keep up you can't um and so i feel like i am struggling to even keep myself aware of everything that's going on well and it's so diluted with the stuff in syria and with the election and like it you know it's the impeachment is one of many giant thing that's yeah not, that's happening in politics right yeah now. absolutely and i mean that doesn't like the impeachment is a huge thing going on and this doesn't even touch like what's happening with Syria and Turkey and what's happening in a million other like relationships that are fraught or climate change or all or the of border the different things. And, exactly yeah. I mean the border alone you know 
Um, and so uh, today, though, the first day of the week, it, Fiona Hill, who is uh, who served as Trump's top Russia advisor until she left the administration in August, is expected to be interviewed uh, behind closed doors by three different House panels as a part of the Democrats impeachment probe. This is coming from CNN. Um, it says since she has left the administration, she presumably will be free to talk about her um, to speak her mind to the committees in much the same way that other folks have since leaving the administration. They say also today, House Democrats sent a letter um, at the end of last month to uh, Semyon Kislin, who they identified as a business associate of Rudy Giuliani. Remember, we had those arrests oh, okay. last week, um, asking for him to appear at a deposition on October 14th. There's no indication on if he's going to attend. Um, so that's today. So today. Uh-huh. Exactly. Tomorrow, uh, Vice President Mike Pence has a deadline on a request for some documents related to Ukraine um, that they requested of him earlier this month. That will be tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see how Mike Pence handles this because the White House has been stonewalling saying that they're not giving over anything. Right. Which right. Is, but then he's also trying to distance himself from this whole yeah. ship, sh- you know, debacle. <laughs> um, hey, you didn't. You d- I was gonna say shebang, but it was the wrong word. No, you were gonna you were gonna say sh- okay. no. Uh, all right, S storm. <laughs> um, but vice Pre- vice president Pence has always been seen as more of an adult in the room with with Donald Trump. But I mean, even with problematic policy, but he um, if he like defies Congress in this way, it's more indicative of like more of the big problems that are coming uh, for our our form of government here. Because right. And then he could potentially get in more trouble if he continues to stonewall and not follow directions. Right. Yeah. Theoretically. It's an interesting thing. If, if he gets impeached and Donald Trump gets impeached, like if they were both to be removed from office, which still seems like a very long shot. It's interesting. I read a piece that said, like, the most ethical thing Nancy Pelosi could do is remove herself out of the presidential line of succession because that would make her president. Right. So then she has a. A bit of a conflict of interest to be doing an impeachment inquiry. Does that make sense? No way. So, but so the but she would be next after Biden after or after Pence. Uh, Pence right. right. So the presidential line of succession is the line of um, who is in line to be president in the event that the president can't be there anymore. Right. Um, the next person in line is obviously Mike Pence. The next person after Mike Pence is Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. So why would you say she should step away from it? They, because there's a conflict of interest in her leading the impeachment inquiry that could then make her president. I see. Okay. So she wouldn't be able to do both. And well, you would rather her do the impeachment inquiry than... than... Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a Bloomberg opinion piece that says, like, the most ethical thing she could do is take herself out of the consideration for that, which I get. But I don't know. It's uh, it's an interesting uh, discussion to have. And who would it be after her? Um, I believe First it goes person to on Secretary the street? Of the st- I believe it goes to the Secretary of State, I want to say, is the next person. It goes through the Trump cabinet then. Oh, She's no. She's the only Democrat in the line of succession. Oh, no. Yeah. And is that McConnell? No, 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 no. Secretary of State is Mike Pompeo. Oh, Pompeo. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that ethically, maybe it would be better for her to step down, but for our own benefit, can she just kind of stay in the mix? Listen, I mean, she's never discussed <laughs> taking herself out of the running. Do you think that she knew all of this would be this? All of this would be going down when she became Speaker of the House. I think she knew it was, it was a good possibility. Yeah. I think because I mean, she. Everyone has been saying like this president's got to go, and I think she kind of knew like you know, and a storm is probably going to mm-hmm. come and I'll have to be the one to face it. Can you imagine if, if Hillary was still the speaker? Oh my God. <laughs> if Hillary... She would be speaking loudly and often. She... <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Whew. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
Those were the days. Um, okay, so we're in the middle of Trump around and kind of explaining what's happening with the impeachment process that's happening uh, in Washington, D.C. And it's it's uh, it's getting hairy. Uh, we were just talking in the studio um, about the candidates and, and what it's going to look like for 20 for the next election for 2020. And I'm I'm. You know, I'm kind of perplexed on what's going to happen here, because if the president like let's go like to the, the furthest extreme. Right. This week, we continue to see more impeachment hearings and, you know, more inquiries into um, into whether or not they can like actually impeach him. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, if Donald Trump were to get impeached and actually removed from office, there's a possibility depending on what the terminology and the impeachment is, there's a possibility that he could still win the next election. That he could still run that he, is even ridiculous. Well, that like, if you if you are an impeached president, that you could still run so again in an impeachment inqui- in an impeachment process. Should he be removed from office, which again we don't expect to happen, um, they could, I guess, write it into their impeachment that he's not eligible to run for president again. But then that uh, that throws other things into the air, right? So like, where all of these this base of support that he has is going to be really fired up. There's also Mike Pence who. What happens to him? Right. right. If if he becomes president, does he what do Republicans do in that instance? If the impeachment vote were to happen sometime in the middle of summer next year, like we expect that the impeachment that is coming out of the House is going to happen before Christmas. Like they're going to really it would yeah. be that fast. Yeah. I mean, which some people say that's really fast. And some people say, like, what's taking so long? Um, I just assume that everything takes five years. Well, <laughs> listen, um, but like the impeachment inquiry that's coming out of the House, they um, expect to we we expect that they will be done by Christmas, if not by Thanksgiving um, with with their investigation, because all of the facts are so like easily readily available. They came from the White House. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like something is like super secret and we don't know what happened. But then it becomes a situation of what happens in the Senate, because this has to come out of the House. Right. The House of Representatives has to do a vote that will say we have impeached the president. But impeachment is not removal. So no, that that comes to the Senate floor. Exactly. So the House could vote on impeachment before Thanksgiving. Yes. So we could have an impeached Donald Trump to discuss over the dinner table. Jesus Christ. Is that what you're telling me? Well, when you put it that way, let's let's hope for Christmas. <laughs> All right, Nana. Do you want to eat your gravy? I'm, he should have stayed in a... Oh, great. Well, oh, no. So Grandma, be, <laughs> just put your teeth back in. So to be clear, impeachment coming from the House would be them voting that he's impeached. But impeachment and removal are two different things. So removal is actually... like Because uh, Bill Clinton was impeached, right? The House voted. They impeached him. and Well, no president has been removed from office. Right. But so th- being removed it? from office would have to come from the Senate. So they would have to do a trial based on the impeachment that comes out of the House. And if they convict him, then he's removed from office. And then if he if he is not removed from office, say he gets impeached and then he lives out, he lives, he finishes his term, does not get reelected. As soon as he's done being president, can everyone swarm in and arrest him on other it's stuff? It's very possible that there are sealed indictments based on Russia, based on a million other things that he said and done. That is the day that we will get drunk on this show. Oh, listen, January 21st, 2020, uh, 2021, excuse me, I will be, I, I will happily... Jared will buy the first round. I've never been like legit drunk in my life, but I would definitely do it for that. Oh yes. Okay, great. Oh my well, God, I just you're that definitely that's a deep, deep tease, everyone. Justin, Be listening on January twenty first of uh twenty twenty one. Justin just sat up in his seat a little bit too excited about it. One twenty one twenty one. Woo! It's gonna happen, everyone. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. 
All right, the show continues. Drop the subject, Ali and Jared, and we did get to the personal aspect of the Monday Munch Report, but we do have some news-related Monday Munch Report to give you. So this is, without further ado, part two of the Monday Munch Report. <laughs> That sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. All right, Jarrett, you have... Wait, it's not over. We still got another minute. (laughs) Don't (laughs) knock this intro, okay? I I worked semi-hard on this. Hey, 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 the person's still chewing there. You know? (laughs) I will add 30 seconds of chewing every time you say something bad about that intro. Um, no, no, I actually love this intro. I just thank you, <laughs> Justin. Um, no, I love the intro. I just I, every time it comes on, I I forget how long it is until we're like ten <laughs> seconds into it. Um, all right, you have a crucial update when it comes to the mystery Oreo because a few weeks ago we tried the mystery Oreo and you can still submit guesses. I've completely forgotten about this, but you can submit a new guess every, every day. single day, yeah. and they release clues. I think I thought it was Teddy Grahams. Uh-huh. I think that's where I landed on it. And where were you at with your guess? I've, we were I've... saying like it was Golden Grahams or Teddy Grahams. Yes. I think um, I think Emmy, when she left the studio, was like, "Oh my God, it's those Golden Cinnamon those Teddy d- Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so then the email came in today, and it's like we have a new clue, and it's like, oh, there's a new. I forgot that there were like clues coming out. I did too, and then now. That makes me, I mean, after I hear this clue, I know I'm going to want to go buy another pack of the mystery Oreos because I feel like I need another taste. I, I think we were really cheated out of sampling more of the mystery Oreos to hone in on our real guests. Because, because someone robbed us? Because somebody who shall remain nameless because we don't know their name has eaten all of the mystery Oreos within hours of us buying them. Well, we, well, we do know... <laughs> The investigation um, came back with a report that said that Jeffrey from Loveline, the producer, was a part of it. We know that Dr. Chris was a part of it. Okay, there was an Instagram story of him eating several. And then he said on the air with us that he only had one max. Which we know was a lie. Um, And we also know that Jeffrey was in here in the studio and, you know, was, was was a part of... His own Monday Munch. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. I've, I'm upset about it, but I don't want to give too much. Okay, yeah, it. I know. I guess we, we can't open those wounds I, right now. <laughs> but I really want to know the clue. So what is it? Um, okay, so they sent us an email today saying... They sent us an email because they listened to the show. <laughs> um, all the folks over at um, at at the Oreo. And at the Oreo. At the Oreo. <laughs> Who work in the big Oreo, otherwise known as HQ. Uh, uh, right, at Oreo HQ. <laughs> and so the new guess, the new clue is... You'll wish you could taste these anywhere, but for now, you might find them at the county fair. Crickets, huh? Yeah. Justin, where's that sound? Uh, 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 wait, read, you, it, read it again, please. You'll, clue number five is, <laughs> you'll wish you could taste these anywhere, but for now, you might find them at the county fair. Oh, now, Justin. Is it a corn dog? It's certainly not a corn dog. You can find these anywhere, but for now at a county fair. Okay, I don't know what that means. Yeah, it's it's a taco eating contest. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to clue number four because we haven't gone through all these clues. Number four was at breakfast or late night. This flavor always this. I'm sorry. At breakfast or late night, this flavor gains fame, or once every day when they're one and the same. 
once every day when they're this is some this is a sick person who's making these clues. Clue number three was history is divided on how they came to exist. A shepherd, a sailor, there's no easy fix. Oh my god, this is just hard, right? What is happening? I don't even know who I am anymore. Clue number two is often paired with chocolate, hence why we chose it. We'll keep the suspense till everyone knows it. Okay, that's that was the I remember that one because that's when we thought it was a honey made graham cracker. And the first clue was its name it stole and history kept perhaps from a creature that lives on the step. Step is spelled S T E P P E. I don't even like know what Steppenwolf? That means. I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know. But These, this, there are some like NASA scientists working this at This does all kind Oreo of make me feel right like now. it's it's a graham cracker. I mean, so the is there an argument thing. so then we have to look up is if is there an argument as to who invented the the graham cracker? Um or because okay. that's one of the clues. I don't know. It's uh the is there an graham cracker? You know, I'm doing a quick goog. Okay. Well, while we while we look into this, let me share with you uh, what we were talking about uh, over the weekend, which is which airline you should fly based on the free snacks mm-hmm. because free snacks. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say from my own personal experience on Spirit this weekend, um, that that is not one that I would recommend if you want free snacks. What did they give you? Nothing. nothing. Right? There's nothing. They give you, you even... a side eye and a. They and a do. neck roll. They do. They give you a lot of shaming glances, um, which are not delicious. But I was not even trying their beverages because you have to pay for any beverage oh as well, God, so including like a Diet Coke or a water or anything like, like that. Hi, are you breathing? <laughs> you have six more hours left. Good luck. Exactly right. Like, do you have your credit card? Because that costs. Yeah. So here are some of the other ones that are much better than that that you can try. JetBlue made the list because they've got a good array of free snacks. Now listen to me. I fly JetBlue most often now. Um, their snacks are the bomb. And they're terra always some, chips? They're, I love their terra chips. They're like a sweet potato chip. They also have like these popcorners, which are like kettle, kettle um, corn flavored. Oh, and yeah. And they're triangles. Uh-huh. And they're like healthier. And they're delicious. And I'm always like, where can I find these? And I'm always looking in the grocery store and I can't find them. But they're so good. I definitely read this list of snacks that they have the Quaker multigrain fiber crisps the Linden chocolate I've had those those are good Uh, they're very millennial friendly snacks yes and I love that this this article says um, the airline encourages you to take more than one um, of your snack of choice and there's like an open snack bar so you can like always go up and grab more yeah and I don't know about those and then you see people walking down the aisle and then all of a sudden they've got more snacks and you're like where the hell did they get more snacks and then you didn't realize that there's a whole buffet back there and if you had just gone to the bathroom you would have known yeah there's like a whole shelf for you to be able to grab whatever you want. Which Unbelievable. Love that. Hawaiian Airlines made the list, which kind of isn't fair because they have free meals. I mean, come on. Like, that's exactly what we want, though. I mean, a snack is a feta and roasted vegetable sandwich. That's not even a snack. That's a whole meal. Well, I love Hawaiian barbecue. So, like, the teriyaki, the grilled teriyaki chicken with the rice and the pasta salad and, and the, the cabbage. And the pineapple. And the masubi. Oh, like the spam <laughs> the with the masubi. rice. Masubi is so delicious. Uh, Emirates is on here, of course. That's a <sighs> that's a given. You have to pay $6,000, but the food's probably amazing. I mean, yeah, you get what you pay for. Delta Airlines made it just because of their little Biscoff cookies. 
cookies. That little cookie's good. It is a damn good cookie. It is. I'm I forget about that too. And then when I get and they hand it over, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, but look at this on um, United Airlines. They have the little sugar wafer stroop waffles. Oh my god. Those are good. They said that they're bringing them back starting in January. I just, they're so good. You can also buy those, like, fun fact, interior designer fun fact, you can often buy those at, like, Home Goods. Oh, yeah. Like a package of those. They're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those little waffles. You can get those anywhere. They're so delicious. Okay, we're going to submit our guesses for the mystery Oreo. Um, I I think we need need to to do some research on the honey-made graham cracker thing because I really want to make a more informed decision. (laughs) A more informed decision coming up. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. Still lots to give you before the show's end. We have a lot, lot to do. We still have another News It or Lose It, Jarrett edition. We also will be uh, going over some audio of a woman who is a serial stowaway. I believe Which, she's a senior citizen who stows away on flights without buying tickets. I mean, I need to be friends with this lady. I mean, talk about hometown hero. <laughs> and uh, and I wanted to ask you. I'm just imagining like them putting her in a parade. And, I like, would love giving, that. Giving her the key to the city. Let her sit. Yes. Let her sit a on a Cadillac. <laughs> a Cadillac. I mean, she's got balls, this lady, oh, and she's so sweet. We'll listen to that later. It'll be exciting. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about my time in the in Minnesota this weekend because I'd never been to Minnesota before. I've been to the Midwest, but I hadn't really spent an extended amount of time. In this area where, like I said, I enjoyed a lot of great beers, a lot of great cheese, and I talked to a lot of great people, a lot of people from Minnesota. I was also there promoting my queer project, Butch Pal for the Straight Gal, because lesbians can do makeovers too. So I was there kind of chatting people up, talking about the project, trying to pitch it to to, uh, people and things like that. I met a lot of great creators and a lot of ladies from Minnesota who seemed very interested in my project. And I was like, are you interested in my project because you're gay or because you're just a really nice Midwesterner? And that's where I ran into the the problem where my gaydar was all wonky because I could not tell the difference between Midwest or gay. Let me give you an example. This kind of makes me think about, like, are you British or are you gay? Yes. Okay. It's like European or it's like this is the lesbian version. It's gay or European from uh, Legally Blonde. Yeah, gay or European, I think, for men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. lesbian or Midwesterner You know this us. is a song in what, the Legally the, Blonde musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, for, but I'm saying that that's mainly a comparison you. for guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because more men are metrosexual or, or they kind of r- run the... Uh, they don't look tr- stereotypically in a certain general okay. in, in Europe. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. So here, I said, so for example, I met a, I met a lady, very nice lady. Her name's Grace. Her name is Grace. My name is Sitting Grace. Sitting next to Grace having breakfast at the I'm bar. I'm a sweetheart. She is a fly fisherwoman. Of course. She had a feathered gray brownish hair. Oh, there's so much going on here. Okay. So the fe- the feathered thing already is a is a a rainbow flag. Right. Then she's got you know, very very casual like work booty type garb on. You just wanted to say booty on the air. Go on. <laughs> 
Then she told me that she was there because she had written her own show detailing a story of her life where she uh, had a midlife crisis and ended up having an online sex addiction. Oh. So I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And talking about her fly fisher woman past. So I was like, well, this lady is obviously gay. And when I told her about my project, she was super into it. Anyway, so okay. I was like, what is going on? And then the next day she showed up at the awards show because we had like an awards ceremony and it was like, ga- it was a gala, right? So you're wearing yeah. tuxedos and people are wearing ball gowns She's and stuff like cargo pants and a button up. Not even. She was wearing paint covered overalls and work boots you're with not the same serious. jacket that I saw her the day before. Oh no. And I was like, oh, Grace. <laughs> Oh, man. But then I started talking to her at the award show and she was talking about her kids and her ex-husband and stuff like that. So I was like, you're not even, I don't even know if you're gay. I think you're just a Midwesterner. This totally makes me think about last week and you were, we were talking about the lesbians and gay, gay, cray, cray. I just want to thank my wife, Terry. Sharice, <laughs> <laughs> I love you. You are my moon and stars. <laughs> I want to fly fish with you all day and all night. I just, I really love you, Terry. Uh, you're my world. Just want to adopt Pitbull mixes with you for the rest of my life. You make me a better person. Okay, one more before we take a break. Tight, tight ponytail. Big, big, puffy Minnesota Vikings jacket. Really, really nice lady. She was making. She was getting ready for a tailgate party. This uh, was at the hotel. The Minnesota Vikings jacket already got me. Puffy, <laughs> puffy, puffy giant jacket and hiking boots. What do you think? Gay or Midwest? Gay. Gay, 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 gay. So gay. <laughs> Justin. Um... Hiking boots and a puff coat? You've got to like the ladies. I thought so until her husband walked into the elevator. Oh I'm my telling God. you, it's impossible. You can't be serious. I dealt with this a lot at a church I was going to. I kept meeting all these gay men and their wives. I yes. stopped going. I stopped going. I had to. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Things got a little interesting over the weekend. Uh, SNL has, you know, really been coming out of the gate with some, like, fun political analysis. And I think they love an election year more than they love anything else. See, I I love an election year more than anything because of this. Yes. Because I get, I when Donald Trump got elected president, I was like, I don't think I can watch SNL, mm. like, opening sequences anymore. I feel anymore like it's helpful. I, I can't say, yeah, I mean, I guess for other people that really like to watch SNL anyway and will watch it regardless it's helpful to keep up to date on what's going yeah. on in that way and they literally didn't even like the writers could just be like yeah yep. just go ahead and take like, the transcript we'll of what exactly yeah <laughs> so they really didn't have to do anything um but i get so sick of seeing his face that i can't even see other people making his face yeah so now that there are other people involved yeah, i'm absolutely. like thank god please well, i was like wanting to say sarah palin just to do something else just to be just, like just get yeah. tina fey back on stage i've been loving it because uh, this time this past weekend they did a Basically, a parody of the CNN HRC uh, candidates forum, which you covered last week. Yes, we covered here on on uh, on Channel Q on Thursday night, and with a live special. Um, I think I don't know if that's actually available as a podcast or if it will be, but um, we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, one of my favorite things about SNL lately has been um, why does her name? I always want to say Kristen Wiig, but it's Kate uh, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, who plays basically every person. In in politics, I think that she is. She's like the Steph Curry of SNL. She really she's is. She's just like doing she everything, really all is. the heavy lifting herself. So she plays uh, Elizabeth Warren in the in the forum, and here's how that went. 
Well, I hope you didn't fill up on snacks because now it's time for the meat and potatoes. Warning! Warning! The sentencer is here! She's got a plan for the future! Thank you, Anderson. I am so excited to be here. I had some apple slices backstage and they are hitting me like cocaine. <laughs> Y'all know I'm not a lesbian, but all the ingredients are there. You know, so, when I heard that, I was like, that's why I like her. She's so good. She's just so funny. Like, uh, Kate McKinnon just murders this. She does, I think she does like five or six different uh, like prominent political figures right now and she's so good at it. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. So no, good she's at great. It. But um, it also made me realize why I love Elizabeth Warren. Oh, oh, why? Because she, because she's all the, not a lesbian all the but all the ingredients are there. are there. I was like, that's why. You're like for you, it was that special ed teacher moment. Yeah. For me, it was this moment being like, that's what it is. Well, also uh, over the weekend, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, tried to, ins- this headline is perfect uh, from Ashwell. It says, Donald Trump Jr. tried to insult Kamala Harris. It backfired spectacularly. Over the weekend, he tweeted, why is Kamala Harris the only person that laughs at her jokes? Always too long and way too hard. The most disingenuous person in politics after Hillary. And he has this video of her like laughing while she's talking. Also, just want to quickly point out two is spelled wrong it's the wrong two uh indeed way too long and way too hard yeah t-o oh god great job it's donald trump jr um well kamala harris quote tweeted the tweet and responded to him and said in delicious twitter fashion you would know a joke a joke oh man i messed this up oh no it says Take two, take two. <clears throat> All right, so so that's what Donald Trump Jr. said. That was really annoying, right? And Kamala he Harris comes in, she leans in, puts her hair behind her ear and says, you would know a joke if one raised you. Oh! Oh! We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, so... There's a story coming out of Fort Worth, Texas that we've got to talk about. It's a heavier story that um, well, I just want to want to maybe trigger warning some folks um, or let you know, like, this is a, a difficult story. And I, um, the more I have to tell stories like this, the more um, difficult it is. And so just want to put that out there before we get started. Um, in Fort Worth over the weekend, uh, a police officer was called when a neighbor noticed that his neighbor's door was open. Her front door was open. Um, the owner of the house uh, was a Tatiana Coquise Jefferson. She's a 28 year old black woman in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, her front door had been open for an extended period of time. And her neighbor across the street called the police um, in a non-emergency number to say that the, the door was open and he was concerned about right, it. Right. Just kind of like a welfare check, right? Yeah. Um, he, his name is James Smith. He's her neighbor. And so he called the police and said, you know, the door's been open. Uh, maybe someone should go see what's going on over there. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever like left their front door open before. I've I've done it. I don't do it often, but like I've done it before. You're carrying in groceries or you go to the back and you end up using the bathroom and then you come back and you realize your door's been open this whole time. Well, especially in a place like Texas where it's pretty hot. Well, I could see that. Yeah. And so um, this was like at 2.23 in the morning when the call was placed. Um Officers responded to Jefferson's home at 2.28. So five minutes later, police officers are outside her house. She's completely unaware that they're there. They enter her house, her dark house with flashlights, are moving around her house, 
they see her through a window, which is confusing to me in all the reporting that I've read that they are that inside was, the house, yeah. but they see her through a window playing video games with her eight-year-old nephew, I believe it was. Yeah, that's um, what I was confused about, too, because they walked in. I think the initial room, like the living room area, may have had a light, but then there were other rooms in the house that were dark, including yeah. the one that they saw through a window. And yeah, I'm not sure where the window plays into being indoors, but... So it says, and I'll, I'm reading this from the CNN story, it says, Jefferson was at home playing video games with her eight-year-old nephew when police arrived. A heavily edited body camera video released by police shows that a door was open and the lights of the house were off. The house lights of the house were on when um, officers first arrived. No one can be seen inside. The officers can be seen walking around the home in the dark, holding a flashlight. At some point, one of them quickly approaches a window with his weapon drawn. Within seconds, the officer yells, "Put your hands up! Show me your hands!" and fires through the window. Jefferson's eight-year-old nephew was in the room with Jefferson when the shooting occurred. The officers entered the re- and rendered medical aid to Jefferson, but she died on the scene. The medical examiner said Jefferson died at 2.30 Saturday morning in the bedroom of her home. So this seven minutes seven after the... minutes yeah. after the phone call. And I think it's important, um, and, and I, we say this a lot, but like when you're calling the police regarding black folks, it is considered now an act of violence because you know that we've seen numerous videos of the ways that black people engage, excuse me, that police engage black people in their homes, whether they're on the street, if they're at a party, if we're at, you know, a sporting event, whatever it is, that calling the police in instances like this where it's not necessary is an act of violence because you know that the way these things go. This woman is sitting in her in her own home mm. playing video games with her nephew and is shot and killed because black people, black bodies are immediately seen as criminals, are immediately seen as violent, are immediately seen as problematic. And if you see a person sitting down playing a video game through a window, what about that says this person needs to be this this person is a threat and needs to be killed? Well, and that they didn't even give her. I think they said it was under two seconds before they shot. Yeah. Like to say, then the moment you said, get your hands up in the air, she wouldn't have even had a chance to do that to do anything with how fast they fired that gun and to fire it in front of a child as well who will never forget that and will never live that down. The trauma of an eight-year-old sitting playing video games in the middle of the night with their aunt and having no idea that this is coming and to see police through a window shoot and kill your aunt sitting next to you. That is something that child is never going to get over. And the redacted body footage, the body, body camera, cam footage, fo- the body yeah. cam footage, where it's like, all right, we're going to give you like this select, yeah, view of what happened, and it's like that's not the point of body cameras yeah. to give us like a, an edited a, an down edited. version of what. And then that stupid picture that they're like, we found a gun at the scene, and they have a picture of like everything else being blurred out except an image of a gun, Which and it's like, but you don't even know what it's what context that was used, and it's not even illegal for you to have a gun in your She's house. She's sitting in her home. Right. There's no. If she had if she had a gun in her hand, she's sitting in her home bothering no one. Right. You know what I mean? Like we look, we think about the Botham John case with Amber Geiger. He's sitting in his home doing nothing, threatening no one. You enter into his home, and this case is frustrating because the the neighbor says, you know, I wish I had never called the police because you know this wouldn't have happened. And I, I I mean, I'm sure he feels terribly, but like you called the police as opposed to I don't know calling her. 
Right, or walking you could up, have, right. You could have called her. You could have gone over and rang the doorbell. You could have, like, texted a neighbor and said, hey, have you seen her? But you called the police. Like, this is something that is, like, a... This is something that you do not see black folks do a lot. Like, the, my first... In, is my the neighbor first white? Instinct is not to... I don't know. But, like, I know that this is... When we see these stories time and time again, it's, like... Very rarely do we see like black folks do this because black people do not see the police always as a as a um, as a, a safety measure exactly <laughs> right. as a friend. I don't know what the, the the ethnicity or race of this person was, but like this is something that happens so frequently because we continually see black people in their homes getting shot by the police. And I think I I completely agree with a lot of people's request to have this be investigated independently Absolutely. because the Fort Worth cops are like we're looking into this guys and yeah. it's like oh great thanks how are you going to investigate yourselves when you're already giving us this redacted evidence yeah. and you're only picking and choosing what you're going to show the public so how can we trust that you're going to have a transparent investigation why should you like you shouldn't be allowed to do that investigating yourself no right like that's that's never been a good why are you going to be like oh i uncovered all this corruption and actually i'm incompetent and i should step down as police chief wow yeah yeah like they're not going to find that on their own we got to take a quick break when we come back news it or lose it drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, Allie, it's time for the democratic process to once again take hold of drop the subject. I've got five headlines. You've got five votes and the people are going to get whatever news you give them. (laughs) All right. The first one. um, This is interesting to me because we've actually talked about this a couple of times. What to know before you post negative comments about your company? Oh, about, oh, about, okay. Uh, not about, like, company that's staying at your house, like your actual right, company. Right, right, right. About the company you work. We've Is read, this like, about a the Panera reviews. Bread lady? It might be. <laughs> All right, sure. Okay. Prince Edward has a weird way of cutting, <laughs> Prince Edward has a weird stabby way of cutting cake. It's very stabby. Stabby way of cutting cake? <laughs> Is this a new, Is this the new Prince Albert? No. Okay, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Simone Biles. Uh, oh, shoot. Simone Biles and two other women make uh, make history this past weekend. Yeah, I do want to hear about this because I kept seeing this headline and I, I love gymnastics and I love watching gymnastics. I'm bummed that I missed it. So I'd like you to catch me up, please. Awesome. Um, and then Saturday Night Live takes on the origin story of Oscar the Grouch in a Joker spoof, and it's uh, hilarious. I'm going to lose that, <gasps> just because we've had our SNL moment, and I did see this already, and I I, I don't know how to uh, if we if we share this with people that cannot see it. Fair but enough. Can we please tweet it though? Fair enough. Okay. No, no, no. You lost it. Right. It is done. Okay. All right. I'll tweet it out. Uh, okay, and then finally, Fortnite leaves players staring at a black hole for hours ahead of season eleven launch, and people think it might be a stunt. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. All right, you've got four stories that you've newsed because you don't want me to have a five for five freaking bastard. <laughs> um, Did you just call me a bastard? No, uh, I would never do that live on the radio. <laughs> um, I can never get a freaking five for five. All right, it's fine. I'm fine. I know you are. But okay. It's because you're saying it under strained breath. <laughs> exactly, under duress, all right? Um, okay, so I'm going to get into this first story because uh, we've re- read like plenty of like companies' comments. Like people have went on to talk about 
every company there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a, this article that has like a few things to know before you start sharing things about your company when you're. It's the first thing to know. Don't do it. Or like, don't put your name on it, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. Um, It says, here's how to share a bad review of your company more safely. Um, It says, (laughs) these are hilarious to me. Anonymity online is not guaranteed is the first tip. Like, you need to make sure that you recognize, like, as anonymous as you think you are, you are not anonymous. Right. Like, if you're Sherry from HR and and that's your username... And you're like, no one knows my last name. Sherry it's from like, HR. You're exactly. still Sherry from HR, and everyone knows you're Sherry from HR. Exactly. Because you're the one who brings questionable biscuits into work. It says, more and more employers fight back with what you signed on the dotted line. Basically, it says the contractual agreements you signed when you onboard as an employee are being used as an additional tool to silence negative feedback from employees. For instance, I remember when I worked at CNN, there was all of this language about what you could and could not even write online because you were a CNN employee. And it was like, you can't have opinions about X, Y. Y and Z, and mind you, this was like in 2000, maybe nine ish. Um, you can't be posting on social media about stories, giving out your your perspective and your views. And like some co- companies are really strict about those things, right? I right. mean, obviously here, that is not the job. That is not what this job is for me. Well, like, no, they want us to have opinions about exactly, X, y, and but Z. like certain places, you're not supposed to be doing that. But they also have those same rules about the company. Like you're not supposed to be out here disparaging the company. Um, it says uh, a lot of employees are now moving to make claims around either violations or non-disclosure agreements that employees signed uh, or trade secret claims. Um, take the former Theranos employee. <laughs> Did you see this Theranos documentary? Yes. Um, the Theranos employees uh, who sought to come forward about the blood testing company's fraudulent practices, Theranos alleged that one of its anonymous whistleblowers was disclosing trade secrets and threatened to sue if she didn't stop. The secret is don't buy this <laughs> exactly, right. at all. If you guys haven't seen the Theranos documentary, it's on HBO. It is amazing it is how this woman really... was scamming her investors Yeah, but I also don't know if she really knew she was scamming people. Like I think I she... think she kind of believed it herself. Yes, I think ha- she did. Had but... nothing to back it up. No, I yeah. think she was just like, I'm going to create this company off of something that I think will eventually happen. And you're like, but that's not, but but what if they can't make it happen? They're like, it's literally impossible. Yeah, yeah. It says, um, watch out for the digital tracks that you can leave behind. You may not be using a fake name when talking bad, you may be, you may not be using a fake name when talking badly about your employer, but your technology can still reveal who you are. Anonymous bloggers have been revealed by third-party software like Google and Analytics. It says IP addresses, which are basically the destination for all your information, um, can reveal potentially identifying details about who you are, like where you are roughly located and what internet service provider you use. Basically, any of these things that you post online, like there are ways that people can track it back to you and people can find out that it's you that made this post. So, okay, but then how are you, if you are an ex-employee and you say are writing a review for your company, how are you even supposed to do that? Is you can you can't do that if you're a current employee and you can only do it if you're an ex-employee? Well, it certainly seems like you might want to do it at work. Like, maybe you do it at work, so when they trace back the IP address, it's like, oh, it's someone in the building. It's just somebody <laughs> You know on what I mean? Like, floor. as opposed to, like, doing it at your house on your own <laughs> Wi-Fi, maybe you should do it at work. I just imagine that's a lot of work and resources to go into tracing and hacking into the, like, IP addresses the, of the people who are writing bad things. Depends on the things. company you work for. I guess so. It, the last one says, ask yourself, what's the value of an honest, anonymous review um, of your employer? It says, these legal, practical, and technical cautions are not 
to signal that you shouldn't ever leave an anonymous review about your bad boss or unethical colleagues. Telling truthful statements about what you observed at a workplace is protected speech in America. Many a job seeker has been saved from a bad situation by first peeking at an employer's reviews. So the safest thing you can you can <laughs> the safest thing is to dispassionately discuss what you've observed and share your opinion. Dispassionately? You can't get like too emotional about uh-huh. it, right? Just say, I saw this happen, this thing happened, not Oh, I can't stand Brian, or I I uh, hate Allie, or yeah. that Justin is as a jack. Like you can't do those kinds of things. You, you have came to be pretty quickly. Yeah, I know. Jeez, you rattled that off try- real quick. Can trying- I go on Glassdoor and find your I review? Would- oh, gotta go. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Allie, we're yeah. in the middle of news it or lose it. Mm-hmm. We have three stories to get through in six minutes, according to Justin. So I'm setting a two minute timer for each one. Are you ready? Okay. The timer has begun. Oh wow! So we love talking about the Royals around here. <sighs> Is it almost over? I'm so scared. Exactly, <laughs> we have a minute and fifty four seconds left for the story. Oh, Let's get okay. through it. So uh, <laughs> the Royal Family's Twitter account at Royal Family uh, tweeted out this video of Prince Edward or the Earl of Wessex. Um, at the Lakeland Community Sounds Care like Center. Sounds like a drag name. Sorry. The Go Earl ahead. of Wessex. Yeah. Um, he was there <laughs> celebrating their 25th anniversary and there was a cake cutting ceremony. Um, and he's there cutting the cake and he takes the knife. It's First of all, it's a, a pretty big knife. And he, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a cake cutting, right? But he takes the knife and points it down into the cake and like, stabs it out but not like in a dextery kind of way but like a very quick like up and down and all the way out and it's like so what you've never cut you cake doing? before is that what this is well what why would you think he had cut cake before though i mean he exactly has, i mean when you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth you don't know how to cut a cake well he certainly doesn't he like poke 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 and then like laid the, the knife into the cake and like finished it yeah and but, it's like this is very stabby but sometimes old people they do weird stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where it's like when they, when they have like eating habits, sometimes you're watching an, an old person eat and you're like, why, why are you doing that why are that you way? Holding the fork like that. That's so, oh my God. It's this, a pie. This music. Oh, Lord. He's 55 years old. I guess. I mean, oh, he's only 55? He's only, right. I was going to say, I, I don't think he's that Maybe old. Maybe I'm thinking of the other guy. You're thinking I'm think- of Prince, uh, of, of the, the Queen's husband. Um, yes, that's who I'm thinking uh, of. Prince Guy. That guy. Prince Guy. Isn't that his name? Is that not his name? I thought it was Prince Edward. Okay. Yeah, no. That, okay, so that makes a lot less sense. Yeah. I thought he was just like an insanely old man. I was like, come on, you just, at that point, you're just trying to. You're thinking of Prince Philip. Yes. Yes, because he is old as original sin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you. That's what I was picturing. I was like, why does this man have to cut his own cake? <laughs> right, exactly. No, this was for an event, and uh, it is a situation. Oh, that's time. All right. Okay, okay next. Moving on to the next story. Uh, Brian is loving this, by the way, I'm sure. Um, I love this headline that comes from CNN's email. It says, Simone Biles, Coco Goff, and Bridget Cosguy, I think it's Cosguy, smash records in gymnastics, tennis, and marathon running, respectively. What did you do this weekend? Yeah. That's what it says in the email. Um, I just ate a bunch of cheese and beer. Exactly. We did literally nothing. Um, It says, these three women are young, they're powerful, and they just made history. So Simone Biles, who we all know as like this gymnast savant, like she's amazing, um, as an Olympic champion, and Biles is already ranked among the best of the best in gymnastics. Her record-breaking 24th medal win at the World Championships on Sunday solidified her as the greatest of all time, or the GOAT, uh, making her the most decorated gymnast of all time, whether male or female. Okay, this makes me like the term GOAT. 
Yes. Because whenever people say goat, they're always talking about Tom Brady. And I'm like, please shut your face. I'm so sick of talking about that guy. But if it's Simone Biles, I'm down to use goat in that context. Well, she ended up, (laughs) she broke the record and then went on past it on winning a 25th medal. Coco Goff just became the youngest pro tennis champion in 15 years. It said that she did not have a good start out um, to the tournament in Austria, um, but she came out on top. She uh, is now the 15 years old. She won her first title um, at the WTA tournament in Austria. And, you know, she's the youngest to ever do it. Before her was Nicole, um, I think it's Vaidsova. Um, and she was the youngest winner since 2004 when she won her first title. I got 30 seconds here. Bridget Cosguy is um, just shattered a world marathon record. It says she um, not only won the Chicago Marathon for the second year in a row, but she broke the women's world marathon record with her 26.2 miles in two hours and 14 minutes and four seconds. Oh, that makes me want to throw up. I know, that- right? Running that because that other guy just uh, set a world record. He he did it in under two hours. Under two hours. That's so you crazy. have to be running, and yeah. even for her, you have to be running close to thirteen miles per hour. Yeah, oh, I run. That's time. If I ru- wait, what? Oh. what? Right. Sorry, <laughs> stop, Justin. Okay, um, <laughs> she did. She did beat the previous record by eighty-one seconds. So it wasn't even like it was close. She like really wow. killed it. Lastly, Fortnite has left everyone in a blackout, and people don't know if it's like the system is down or if this is a stunt by them. Or it's PG&E. Or, or it's PG&E. Uh, it says this is a special event to mark the end of the 10th season of Fortnite, but it's plunged legions of players into a black hole. It says players logged in Sunday to participate in an event called The End as the game prepares to launch its next iteration. But around 2 p.m. Eastern time, a rocket on the island where Fortnite is set blew up the landscape in the game and dragged all of the players into a black hole, leaving nothing but a mostly dark screen and a spinning black hole and no way for users to play. What's interesting about this, though, it says Fortnite is one of the most widely played video games, especially um, popular with teenagers. Even four hours after the game had gone down, about 50,000 people were still actively watching the game's live stream <laughs> to, bla- to the black hole. And another 100,000 were watching on Twitch, still waiting for the game to, to play. Okay, watching someone else play video games, we've talked about this a little bit, already r- ridiculous. Really? To watch someone not be able to play video games is a whole other level of ridiculous. You're not even the one not playing. You're watching someone not play video games. They say that um, uh, the company Epic that puts out the game um, after the Fortnite outage, some users also complained that they could no longer log in to play um, any of the other games from Epic. The company confirmed on Twitter that its game launcher was down, but said shortly thereafter that it had returned to normal. So apparently season 11 of Fortnite will be coming up here pretty soon. Um, So you think this was a big prank? It seems like it because it seems like they know what they're doing and I, according to the article they kind of plateaued at like at their user like level like wasn't growing anymore so a, a little stunt like this seems like something that was just on time wow okay so but you said got... you don't play Fortnite but Ginger Justin you said you used to um, play it I tried it just to see what all the commotion was about yeah it's fine didn't love it though no I feel like I want to start it, but I never... Oh, oh that's go. the end. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Jarrett, I'm not going to set a timer on this one. Oh, that's because okay. you've got more than two minutes for a story here. <laughs> Uh, Allie and Jarrett here with you on this lovely Monday. Happy Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day, whatever you're celebrating, depending on what city or state you live in. Uh, I'm guessing Trump supporter Dave is probably celebrating Columbus Day. (laughs) He was a good man. (laughs) I like to just go by Google. 
what whatever the Google Doodle is. Oh yeah, if it's let's Columbus see. or Indigenous people, that's the one I'm going let's with. Let's see what it looks like right now. I'm pretty sure it's Indigenous people related. I think you're probably right. Let's see. Um, it is a uh, a plat. Oh, this is someone's birthday. Joseph Antoine. It's someone's birthday. Jess- Joseph Antoine Ferdinand Plateau's 218th birthday. They say we're not even touching it. They're like we're just gonna go deep. Yeah. We're gonna do like this day in history. We're gonna go real deep dive he was into a Be- some random person. Right. He was a Belgian physicist and mathematician. What? One of the first people to demonstrate the illusion of a moving image. Oh, like with animation. Um, To do this, he used counter-rotating discs with repeating drawn images in a small increment of motion on one and regularly spaced slits on the other. Oh, like, remember that horse, the the images of the horse that looked like it was galloping or something like that? What is his name? His name is uh, Joseph Plateau. So, happy Joseph Plateau Day, everybody. I guess that's what we're doing now. Yeah, I'm going to keep it to the indigenous people. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) to each his own. All right, I want to talk about uh, this woman who is a hero of mine. I don't know if you're going to agree with me after hearing what she has done because she is technically a criminal, but from someone, you know, like like you too, Jared, you fly on a regular basis. To anyone who has flown the friendly slash unfriendly skies in recent days, it is a tough experience and it's getting more and more expensive and you're getting less bang for your buck than ever before. So this woman... She's doing amazing things. Just listen. I certainly don't want to do it again. She has the face of an innocent grandmother. But 63-year-old Marilyn Jean Hartman's collection of mugshots continues to grow. Her M.O.? Getting through airport security and boarding flights for free. She was arrested in Florida Sunday for checking into someone else. I love that they say she's boarding flights for free as opposed to trespassing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's probably what she said. I'm just boarding flights. For free. For free. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. This is villa at this luxury resort. So, so, hold on. She's not only getting on the flights for free. She's also checking into resorts for free. So, she's trespass. She's stealing. She's okay. a thief. I will also say that I sort of did this in the resort category. So, you're also a criminal. I'm proud of it. Oh. Called serial stowaway also told police she flew from Minneapolis to Jacksonville. What are these like CIA sound effects? It's like Minority Report, like moving the imaginary screen without a ticket. Hartman has successfully pulled off the same stunt before. In August, she pleaded no contest in California for stowing away on a flight from San Jose to Los Angeles. It was stupid. And um, it is something I don't want to repeat. She bypassed TSA and airline document checkers without a plane ticket. Hartman was arrested upon landing. So how, that's what I don't understand is, I'm amazed that she was able to stow away on these flights. And I think sometimes she was in people's seats. Sometimes I think she was underneath where the bags were. But regardless, how do you get through that many security checkpoints without any kind of a ticket? Yeah, this is this is wild. Um, This is one of your people. Uh, Yeah, she's a white lady. Um, This is just so interesting to me. Like uh, she's she's an older lady. Like How old is she? She's in her 70s, I believe. Okay, so I, I'm kind of fascinated by, like, older criminals. Because this makes me think, are you familiar with Doris Payne? No. Doris Payne, or Doris Marie Payne, there's, like, a documentary on Netflix about her. Because she's, like, one of the biggest jewelry thieves in history. And she's, like, this old lady. She is, uh, like, 70-something years old as well. And, like, older thieves like this 
are just so fascinating. She would go into like jewelry stores and like steal necklaces and rings and because all kinds of stuff. Because you don't suspect an exactly. old lady. Yeah, and she would. Do, she's done it all over the world. Doris Payne. She, I, I can't think of the name of the documentary that she has on on Netflix. But like these kinds of people are so fat. We talked about Samuel Little last week. The the yeah, serial the sweet killer. old man who's killed ninety three people. Exactly. The sweet old man. I was just it's so interesting to me to see these people like able to do these kinds of things. Well, if you think about it, starting a crime spree when you're a senior citizen is a great way to go. If you've been thinking about it and then you're like, Okay, I'm in retirement now. I've thought about being a jewelry thief. Maybe I'll kinda start a little I don't know, maybe I'll just be a criminal. I think our legal department is in my earpiece right now saying, um, please make sure that you say the thoughts of the thoughts and ideas of Allie Johnson's <laughs> don't represent uh, intercom. OK, well, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm just seeing your eyes. Right you've now. Got, You're with me, right? <laughs> you've got to see uh, Doris Payne. Hers is the life and crimes of Doris Payne. It's on Netflix. Um, but like these kinds of stories are just always fascinating to me. The kinds of things that people can get away with because they're like old or, or because like people are just aren't paying attention to them. It's really fascinating. I, I mean, I, it's kind of like the golden girls method you know it's like oh do you know where you are honey and you kind of use that to your advantage that's also how you talk about joe biden though true and just six (laughs) months earlier she was arrested again after she got by security in san francisco she was seated on a hawaii bound plane when the passenger whose seat she was in arrived (laughs) so yikes I mean, what Get are the chances? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. Oh, I, oh, Where's your ticket, ma'am? I'm, I'm just, I can't on my glasses. Get I don't know where I am. Like, we've seen you, you serial stowaway. So <laughs> I know that she is a criminal, but I will just say very, very smart. You're a hero in my book. Happy Endings is up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh, plenty of time for me to write my happy ending and feel like I've got something really good. Are you being honest? Mm-mm. Oh. Um, uh, welcome back to Drop the Subject. We've got a f- couple of things to wrap up here before we uh, say goodbye. You've got our Gayest News Headlines nominees. Another moment where we really like to infuse democracy. We do, we do, yes. The voting has been open. It's been open all morning at DTS Show on our Instagram because, you know, we like to give you some nominees of what the Gayest News Headlines of the week are. You know, we read news every single day and sometimes things are actual LGBTQ plus headlines and sometimes they just sound really gay so we like to narrow it down to four finalists and then you decide what the official gayest news headline of the week is so without further ado the voting is in and here is the verdict here were the nominees just to refresh your memory headline number one ha! Gay! that was it no headline number one couple arrested for stealing giant load of timber headline number two Aussie firefighters exercise with cats for a cause. Yikes. Headline number three, black hole is hairless, revealing analysis of gravitational waves. No one's ever pronounced that word that way, but okay. And finally, headline number four, woman driving U-Haul leads troopers on a high-speed chase. Well, it was very close voting process. Headline number one and headline number two tied at 50% each, but the official winner is headline number three black hole is hairless revealing analysis 
of gravitational waves. Wait, what, what was that word? Analysis. I'm sorry, one more time. Of gra- anal <laughs> of gravitational <laughs> waves. Congratulations, black hole. You have won it again. I feel like hairless black hole has won many, many times. Not um, touching that with a 10-foot pole. Nope, I don't think we can because Justin's a, already got his hand on the He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Happy Endings is here. Okay. Do you want to go first, Jared? Nope. Do you want me to go? Okay. <laughs> So, we have a few happy endings to share with you. This is the point of the show where we like to take things. Yeah, that may have been kind of a bummer throughout the show. And then we like to, uh, you know, turn them around and make them something positive that you can take into your day. Here is my happy ending. Sure, some people still celebrate Columbus Day. And Christopher Columbus was kind of a jerk. He didn't really, uh, he wasn't the big savior that we all thought he was. But. Let me just take a moment to express my love and support for the indigenous people of this world because we... Oh, I'm out of time. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) She's like, oh, but we're out of time. I really want to take the time to express how much I appreciate... Oh, this damn timer. It's so frustrating. I thoroughly hate (laughs) it. Okay, what's I like, yours? I was like, what is she going to do with the timer sound? I don't know what's going on. Justin, what you got for us? Sure, Allie had a bad flight experience this weekend, but it could have been even worse if the stowaway granny didn't know better than to fly spirit. That's true. Spirit! I'm surprised you didn't have the Beyonce cue. Oh, spirit! Exactly. Okay, well, we may not have figured out um, the mystery Oreo flavor and what it is, actually. But look at the bright side. At least we get to blame Dr. Chris for another day of stealing our Oreos. <laughs> and possibly try these freaking Oreos again. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. I think we should pick oh, up another batch. Dang it. Yeah, I am out of time. Oh, oh. oh bummer. I wish you would have hit it a little bit earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking in your eyes going like, do you want me to just hit it? Should I just hit them? <laughs> like, oh, say by I, the love, I love happy endings. I always feel so confident as I leave the studio. <laughs> Hey, that's a show for us, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you tuning in to us. Make sure if you missed any of the show today, because we had a lot going on, make sure you check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Type in Drop the Subject and you will see the show there. Make sure to rate, subscribe, leave us a five-star review and let us know what you think about the show. You can also find us everywhere on the social means at DTS Show. That's Twitter and Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm at your Allie Johnson, and you're at Jarrett Hill. Jarrett Hill. Two R's, two T's. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we have lots in store for tomorrow. Dr. Jen's going to be joining us. I believe we have an in-studio guest with a personal connection, and we have Just a Tip it's Tuesday, a of course. One. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so definitely listen tomorrow, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. It was stupid, and um, it is something I don't want to repeat. On the, ne- on the next, drop the subject. If you're married, the question is, is it better for your relationship to live separately? We'll break it down with licensed psychotherapist, Dr. Jen. And Jarrett and I have had every job in the books, but can you tell whose employment history is whose? We'll find out with our new game, Whose Job Was It Anyway? All right, Ginger Justin, give us the first one. Mail order bride. Me. Me. Wait. Twinsies! Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.